You're digging the Rock and Roll Heaven podcast with LD, Will the Thrill, and TJ2. Hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven, the podcast where we talk about the lives, careers, and deaths of famous musicians. I am your host, LD, along with me for the ride is TJ2, the deuce. Okay, so I'm guessing that you're not <sighs> not drinking an alcoholic beverage unless you've already poured it into a glass. Uh, no, I'm uh, having a nice warm mug of coffee because, uh, you know, caffeine is a stimulant that provides an enhanced level of mental acuity. <laughs> sure. That was, that, right. sounded, that, that sounded a little more phone sexy than I was planning on. Yeah, I bothered by that. Please never do that again. <laughs> Who wants to? No, uh, do you, no, put, mm, no, do you want some green stop in your it. coffee? Mm-mm, stop it. Stop it. Mm-mm, stop it. We want to keep our listeners. I got some I got some sugar for your cup. <laughs> so really quick, I just wanted to start out with the, the two big ones that we lost this week. And uh, T, why don't you take the helm on the first one? I'll take the second one. Yeah, very sadly. Uh, Dave, David Jolicar, Trugoy the Dove from uh, De La Soul. I would tell you the first rap album I listened to start to finish was De La Soul's Three Feet High and Rising on a field trip to Washington, D.C. when I was in eighth grade. For some reason, it doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> yeah, um, they were so inventive. They, the samples they chose to use were so offbeat and so interesting. Uh, everybody knows songs like Me, Myself, and I, but they had a deep catalog, and he was only 58. Um, and I think they were still out there doing their thing, playing shows and you know entertaining folks. So that was, that was a really sad one to see for sure. Yeah, you know what's really interesting to me is that they, they met in high school, but it's the town that they right. met in that is, is is extreme interest to me because they all met in the Long Island town of Amityville. Wow. Yes. So, you know, I'm already like, peaked interest, hello. <laughs> right. Because that's a, literally one of my favorite books of all time and probably one of my favorite uh, series of all time. I will still watch any Amityville movie without hesitation. Uh, and yeah, so th- that was a really... That would bum me out because that's, you know, it's like our childhood, you know? For sure. And they were, again, they're one of those bands that they might, in terms of like recurrent radio airplay, you probably only hear like one or two of their songs, but they had a much deeper catalog than that. And like I said, they did really, who else in 1988 was sampling Johnny Cash? Yeah. The the answer is nobody, just them. Yeah. And um, the other really. And of course, the. that Johnny Cash sample, I believe, was the basis for the title of their album, Three well, Feet High Rising. They, something a little closer to home with us is I actually loved the Schoolhouse Rocks Rocks album. And that had like right. Blind Melon and, and De La Soul. It's like, but they did Three is the Magic Number. But they also did, uh, I think Blind Melon also covered Three is the Magic Number. So... uh that's where I know them from was three was a magic number from Schoolhouse Rocks. Yeah, he'll be missed for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And with trios like that, like chances are they'll walk away kind of like the Beastie Boys did when Adam Yock passed away. So uh, to think TLC is done. So, you know, when a, a trio like that loses a member, typically it's too hard to start back up and we completely understand. So um, the other one that we lost 
was uh, especially crushing to me was we lost Burt Packrat. He, uh, what a what a friggin' legend that guy was. Uh, he was born yeah. in 1928, um, and uh, he actually served one in of, the one of the most prolific, celebrated, successful songwriters ever, 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 ever. Yeah, and he, in in many respects, he was kind of like Elvis because he actually served in the United States Army and he was stationed in Germany where he played piano. Uh, some, just just like to name a couple of his songs, What's New Pussycat, Alfie, The Look of Love, the theme from the Butch, uh, for the movie The Butch Cassidy, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, Promises, Promises. Uh, he, my personal is what, what the world needs now is love. Uh, he did the theme song to Casino Royale, the original, not the the new one. Um, but he, oh God, he is one of the most influential artists ever. And he appeared in two, I believe, of the Austin Powers film. One as himself and then someone else played him as the younger Mr. version. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Put Bacharach. Yeah. And uh, uh, sadly, my friend Eliza was actually his violin player. So when he would go on tour, she she was his right-hand gal, his gal Friday. Um, she's an amazing violinist, but yeah. So I've gotten a lot of insight on Bert and the kind of person that he was. He just seemed like an incredible person, not even just like as a musician, just a good dude. So, you know, my heart goes out to his friends, his family, and, um, you know, Eliza, we love you. So that's... Wait a second, I forgot to... Oh, wait a minute. I was going to say, it seems like we left something out at the opening. I I completely forgot. Um, Will is not here this week. He didn't... Wait a second. There's a note here. Hang on. Looks like he left me a note. Hmm. All right. I guess uh, guess I'll read this out for you guys, but uh, I'm going to change my voice uh, to, to sound more like Will the Thrill. Hang on. <clears throat> this is where the acting skills come in so handy. Yes, hang on. Uh, <clears throat> me, 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 me. All right. <clears throat> hey, TJ. If you can't tell, I'm a little under the weather, so I'm going to be sitting this one out. Uh, besides, my performance at Trivia lately has been nothing shy of abysmal, and I think being in a complete uh, cold medicine fog is not going to help the situation. But fortunately, I was able to talk to some people, and uh, I got a good buddy of mine booked for you today. Uh, he's going to come in. He's going to ask some questions. Uh, I think he's going to be a great choice for the next <laughs> installment of Slap Those Nuts. So he should be logging in soon. You guys enjoy. Mm-hmm. How did I do? Did I sound like Will? That was really good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank and you. you. I, I, you know, the great touch was the phlegm. I, oh. I don't know how you summon that up on command, but that was excellent. Thank you. Hello, thank you. everybody. Oh, Is crap. this oh, thing no. on? What? Oh, no. Hi, everybody. I am your host, Don LaCouloir, and I'm welcoming you oh. to a very special February edition of Slap Those Nuts. Hi, Don. Hey. Hi, Don. I, 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 I actually came up with a new um, theme song. Really? Let's hear it. Felt like the, the old mix a lot one was a little played out. Yeah, okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. We are waiting with bated breath, DJ2. <laughs> you said bated. Okay. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The slap nuts are the dumbest. Baby, you know. 
That is the most inspiring theme song I have ever heard next to Thank the you. theme to Perfect Strangers and Greatest American Hero. Wow. Let's dive into another series of Slap Those Nuts, and today we have a wonderful sibling rivalry face-off. <laughs> we have hailing from the great state of Louisiana. She is a powerhouse known for her punch her punch from musical theater. We bring you LD. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hi. Who hey. Will LD be facing off against? None other but her brother from the same mother, hailing from the great state of South Carolina. He is best known for his scrawlings on paper that go out to tens and tens of readers. He's an accomplished <laughs> journalist. And quite the musical enthusiast. We say hello to TJ2. Hi, TJ. Glad to be here, Mr. Cookie. Where what was it? Do- Don. Don LaCouloir. It's French. What is it? Uh, what does it translate to? In the hallway. <laughs> Let's right. no longer wait in the proverbial hallway. We'll jump into our first of five <laughs> rounds of Slap Nuts questions. Each one will be tailored to bring out the best of your musical knowledge, or at least let people laugh at you as you flounder through the questions. I'm gonna okay. go with. I'm gonna go with number two. I'm gonna go with Let's number two. Yeah, I'm gonna go with famous for cookware. <laughs> Let's begin with our first round, folks. Our first round is coming to us because this show is morbid. We spend all this time talking about musical artists shuffling off the mortal coil. Instead, our team has decided to brighten things up and bring you the best of artists arriving on this planet in a game that we like to call Born First. That's right. Oh, I will God. read you a series of musical artists, and your job is to tell me which one was born first. Each correct answer will net you one point. Hey, um, I really hate to break up the fun that we're having, but we do need to take a quick sponsor break. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. All right, now that that's done, let's get back to the game. Let's start with a warm-up round, shall we? LD. No. Can you tell me who <laughs> was born first? Billy Joel or Elton John? Okay. Um, 
Mm, I I want to say Elton John. Billy Joel was born on May 9th, 1949, which is two years after Sir Elton John, born in 47. Good job, LD. (laughs) You're on the right track. Another warm-up question to TJ, too. TJ, who was born first, George Michael or Andrew Ridgely? Oh. Oof. I'm going to suck at this. I'm going to blame it on the fact that the glare off your giant white teeth is blinding me. Um, (laughs) Who was born first? I'll say the Ridgelys were knocking boots before the Michaels. It's a good thing this is a warm-up round because these two are probably the closest we've seen. Andrew Ridgely was born January 26th, 1963. Five months before George Michael. Oh, nice. Good job, TJ. So that is our warm-up round. Let's get to the meat of it, shall we? Again, each question will be worth one point. TJ, too, since you were born first, you will get the option to begin or you may defer to LD. Warning, your choice may have consequences later. Oh, dear. (laughs) Okay, I've won the toss, so I'm going to defer. Okay. For the second half, going to put my defense on. We are deferring. We are deferring. Okay. Yes, I've deferred to the second house. All right. Very well. Perhaps a wise choice. We will see. So, LD, we kick it off. Again, I will give you musical artists. You tell me who was born first for one point. Here we go. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, George Harrison. Oof. Okay, hang on. So all the Beatles, like I have to figure out the ages of all the Beatles. All you need to do is tell me who was born first. Oh. We'll need an answer, LD. Oh my God. Time is ticking. Um. Name a Beatle. Okay, I'm going to say. Dung. Uh, no, wait, not, not that kind of beetle. I'm sorry. Five okay, seconds. I'm going to say Harris, Harrison was the youngest. So you're saying he was not born first. That is he not the question we have asked. Not born first. Okay. Um, okay, I say Three Ringo, seconds. Ringo Starr is the oldest. Okay. You first said George Harrison, who was born in February of 1943. John Lennon was born in October of 1940. Paul McCartney was born in June of 1942, which would make Ringo Starr the elder statesman born in 1940. Well Yay! done, LD. TJ, Ringo's going to be the question. only one that's left. Okay, TJ, tell me who was born first. Lane Staley, Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell, oh, or wow. Kurt Cobain? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> Who's the oldest? Uh, I have no idea, so I'll say uh, this is a complete guess. Plucked from my posterior, I'll say Chris Cornell. Fresh from the posterior of TJ2 is the correct answer. Cornell nice. was born on yeah. July 20th, hey. 1964. Hey, Very hey, nice. Does that mean I have a, a smart ass? <laughs> 
Look at it, Dennis. We are just its servant. <laughs> it's a perfect circle. We come back to LD. LD, no, tell me, I... which oh. of these musicians was born first? Oh. John Denver, James Taylor, Jim Croce, Cat Stevens. I, I'm going to go with Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens was born on July 21st. 1948. Oh, no. Five years later than Mr. Jim Croce, Uh. born on January 10th, 1943, 11 months before John Denver. Sorry, no points on that one, LD. Damn it. Okay. So So wait, so Jim Croce is the oldest? He is. Okay. Damn. Ah, okay. Next up, TJ2. One of these folks was born first. Please tell me who it is. Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson. Oh, boy. I know who looks the oldest. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) I know which one looked the oldest from birth. Um. (laughs) Geez, I'm gonna say uh, Willie. Willie Nelson was born on February 29th, 1933. One year after Johnny Cash, uh, born in 1932. Uh, uh, no points this round, TJ. We Making come back to honey, Hey, uh, hey, uh, that makes the round pointless. Pointless. <laughs> LD. Which of these ladies was born first? Was it Belinda Carlisle, Jane Weedlin, Charlotte Coffey, Gina Schock, or Kathy Valentine of the Go-Go's? Belinda, Jane, Charlotte, Gina, or Kathy? Mm, no, I'm okay, but that's not fair because the they all look hot. <laughs> they all look really. The good. years have been kind. You have mm. five seconds. Mm. I'm gonna say Charlotte Coffee. Your answer, Charlotte Coffee, is correct. She ah. was born in 1953. Well done, LD, Mister TJ Two. Can you tell me which of these notable ladies of rock and roll was born first? Susanna Hoffs, Debbie Peterson, Annette Salinkas, Vicki Peterson. Oh, boy. Another tough one. I am sucking wind and various other substances. On this <laughs> I'll say Susanna is the oldest. Susanna was born in 1959, which would be correct if not for the fact that Vicki Peterson was born in 1958. No points on that round, TJ. We go back to LD. How many questions are in this round? Because it's giving me scabs. (laughs) You will each answer five questions per round. (laughs) LD. Up yours, LaCuckoo. Which of these rockers was born first? John Bon Jovi. Brett Michaels, Vince Neil, Joe Elliott. I'm going to go out on a limb and sit because I'm like torn between Brett and Joe. 
I might go Joe. Joe Elliott. Joe Elliott was the lead singer for the popular band Def Leppard. He was born first by far on August 1st, 1959. Well done, LD. Mr. TJ2, here are some names you're going to know. All you need to do is tell me who was born first. William Bruce Rose, a.k.a. Axl Rose. Saul Hudson, a.k.a. Slash. <laughs> Duff McKagan, a.k.a. Duff McKagan. Or Stephen Adler, who was born first. Um, I'll say uh, Axl is the oldest. I'll say William Bailey is the oldest, uh, Mr. Coco. Final answer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Correct! Yay! Yeah. Bruce Rose was born on the 6th of February, 1962, making him a full two years older than Duff McKagan, who would be the silver medalist. Wow. We jump now back to LD with some names you're going to know. Oh, crap. Who was born first? Francis Albert Sinatra. Dean Crochetti, a.k.a. Dean Martin. Sammy Davis Jr. Joey Bishop or Peter Lawford, who was born first? Okay. Oh, my God. Um, Five seconds. Okay. uh, Joey Joey Bishop. Joey Bishop was born on the 3rd of February... 1918. Dean Martin was born June 7th, 1917. But all of them were born after the chairman of the board, Mr. Francis Albert Sinatra. Ah, Born in 1915. To wrap up the round, Mr. TJ, tell me, who was born first? Alfred Yankovic, Jim West, John Bermuda Schwartz, Eugene Steve J., or Ruben Valtiera. I'll say Bermuda Schwartz is the oldest. Bermuda Schwartz is a good guess. He was born in 1956, but he is the younger to Eugene Steve J, who will be oh. 72 this year. Holy cow. I, I think your definition of good guess needs a little tweaking. <laughs> and we if it was good, then it would have been right. The end of the round. Thank you for joining us for this edition of I don't, Who Was I don't Born even, I don't, First. I don't, I don't think that answer even gets me rice aroni. <laughs> I will give you a fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Guitar player Jim West would have been eligible for our second Slap Nuts episode, as he is Canadian. Thankfully, he's oh. still with us, but he hails from the nation of Canada. Okay, after one round, here are the standings. LD, three points. TJ, two with two points. We now yes. jump into a musical category we call Music You Can't Stand. That's oh, right. Each no. category Please don't will ask be me anything questions. about Phil Collins. We'll be, oh, well, we have good news for you, LD. A loophole may have saved you. Okay. In order for a category <laughs> to be eligible, it must have been at least discussed or tangentially discussed on our podcast. Much to the chagrin of our audience, Phil Collins does not fall into that category. <laughs> okay, good. Here's how the game will work. Each of you will answer five questions about music you can't stand. You have the option of answering the question outright for a total of four points. 
given that this is not your wheelhouse, you do have the option to call for assistance. If you do, you will get a multiple choice answer. If at that point you answer the question correctly, you will net one point and bring shame upon your family name. <laughs> Are you ready to hear your category? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we already did yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much already done that. So yeah, yeah well, whatever. <laughs> what? Go for it. Let's start with LD. LD, all of your questions will be about Rush. That's right. Oh, Our band friends from the great wide north. Uh, Every question you will be asked will Jesus. be about Rush. Okay, DJ but why? <laughs> your category is Musicals. Broadway musical. Oh my God. Every single question will be about the Great White Way. And we think it's funny that either they will probably excel in the other's category, making this all the more fun to watch. All right. No warm-up round here. Let's just jump in, shall we? All right, let's do LD. No. Tell me. What Canadian city did Rush call home? Uh, Again, you can answer outright for four points. You can ask for assistance and get a multiple choice option. I'm going to just go with like the one Canadian place I know, and that is Toronto. Unbelievable. Rush hails from the city <laughs> of Toronto, netting you four points. Well yes. done, LD. Mr. The Deuce. I think I've already lost. Can you tell me? <laughs> What show has the honor of being called the longest-running musical on Broadway? You got this. Um, the longest-running musical on Broadway. Again, you can answer outright for four points or multiple choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lose anyway. The Fantastic. No, oh, that's off-Broadway. It is surprisingly not like one of the different. options. The longest-running show can on I Broadway. Steal? Can I steal? <laughs> you can answer the question, LD, but you will receive you can zero just, points. You can show off and rub it in my face. Sure. Okay, it would be Phantom of the Opera followed by Cats. Phantom of the Opera had a run of 35 years, making it the longest-running musical on Broadway. Woo! LD, Kenny okay. Lee and Alex Lifeson are founding members of the band Rush, but Neil Peart was not. He actually replaced the original drummer after only one album. Can you tell me the name of the drummer that Neil Peart replaced? Uh, um, okay, hang Again, on. You can do a multiple choice. Uh, how many points do I get if I do the multiple choice? One point. Okay. Which is one more that I'm going to get in this round. Let's just be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me... Give me... Well, give me... The, Give me the multiple choice. Multiple choice. Okay. Here are your options, LD. What drummer replaced did Neil Peart replace? Was it John Rutsey, Chuck Como, Alan White, or Daniel Adair? I, I, I don't know. Dan, Daniel Adair. Daniel Adair was not the drummer for Rush. Instead, it was John Rutsey, who appeared on only one album. Right, TJ2, we jump back to you. Can you tell me what musical is the highest grossing musical on Broadway of all time? Hmm. I'm tempted to make a guess based on what the longest running one you said was, but uh, let's just play it safe. Uh, just give me multiple choice. Okay. You have four options for the highest grossing musical of all time. Is it Wicked, The Lion King, Chicago, 
or the Phantom of the Opera? Uh, since it ran so long, I guess I'll say Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera grossed over $1.3 billion. Wow. Certainly an impressive run. It would make it second only to Wicked, which would be second only to The Lion King that brought in $1.74 billion. Yeah, I was like, it's either Wicked Ugh. or Lion King, but I couldn't tell. But like, Lion King has already had two film adaptations and Wicked is just working on their first. So With I had thoughts. Come back to LD. You LD. don't have to. <laughs> Neil Peart, as we just discussed, became the drummer for Rush and did their first gig two weeks later. At that point, a then unknown Rush opened for what band? I feel like it was one of those those ones that like Rush became bigger. You have an option for multiple choice if you so choose. Okay. Yeah, give give me multiple choice. Okay. Which one of these acts did Rush open for? Was it Bachman Turner Overdrive, Iron Horse, Super Tramp, or Manfred Mann's Earth Band? <laughs> I want it to be Super Tramp. Uh, you didn't answer, LD. I don't have one. Uh, I'm gonna okay. Wait, give it to it's. I want to say Buckman Turner Overdrive. Five, okay, Horse? let's let's go Buckman. No, Iron Horse sounds right. Why does that sound uh, right? August, is that your answer? As, I'm gonna go Iron Horse. On August 14th, 1974, Rush played the Pittsburgh Civic Arena opening for Manfred Mann's Earth Band. And thus, your status, your reference on the podcast has been satisfied. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tom McGinnis, and that was your federally mandated Manfred Man reference of the podcast. I hope you are satisfied. Nice. We jump back to TJ. TJ, can you tell this me? This is going well. When did the first <laughs> theater open on Broadway? What year? Again, <laughs> multiple choice. <laughs> Give me some choices. I don't know. Okay, here are your choices. Was it 1735, 1845, 1735 was the first theater opened on Broadway. All right, everybody. We are going to take a quick break for our sponsor before getting back to our show. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. 
I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell ya, I have small ear canals, uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And we are back to slap those knots. LD. Yes. Rush had a new way of sound when they released their Signals album in 1982. To embrace this new way of identity, Rush created a fake side project with a name that would exude early 80s new wave vibes. Can you tell me the name of Rush's alter ego during the recording of Signals? Can I? Like a multiple choice option. Uh, yes. Here are your choices. Was it the Eternal Triangle? Oh, God. Altered Rush Tuesday? Digital Television? Or The Fabulous Men? Uh... <laughs> what was the second one? Altered Rush Tuesday. Screw it. Just go that. <laughs> go that one. The correct yes. answer is... The Fabulous Men! Ah. That's right. They called themselves the Fabulous Men during the recording of Signals. This, is, this is terrible and I hate you. Speaking of Fabulous Men, the late Jonathan Larson penned the Broadway musical Rent, and it was a phenomenon when it debuted in 1996. His play was based on a well-known opera. Oh, Can come you tell on. me the name of that opera, TJ? No. <laughs> Would you like Does, a multiple choice sorry, option? Can somebody provide a tourniquet to help stop the bleeding over here? <laughs> See, I know this answer. Would you like a multiple choice option, DJ? Yeah, sure, why not? Was it La Boheme, Carmen, Rigoletto, or the Queen of Spades? <laughs> uh, uh, There's a whole song. Let me... <laughs> say, can you repeat those one more time for me? I sure can. Was rent based on La Boheme, Carmen, Rigoletto, or the Queen of Spades? Okay. I'm going to eliminate La Boner or whatever that first one was. Um, I'm going to vote for Carmen, Mr. Bubba Ganoush. Uh, the vote I, is for Carmen. Can you I should have gone with you, can, 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 can I? Can I? It's La Boheme. La Boheme, the opera by Giannaco Puccini and in the 19th century. And they, they, they want to make a, sound, a song that doesn't sound like Musetta's Waltz. <laughs> oh, no. 
Good news, folks. So, You'll only each have two questions left to go. Oh, God. Okay. Thank God. LD. <laughs> like, 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 really? I have a feeling, TJ, this one will drive you mad. LD. No. What Rush song begins with a riff based on Morse code? I remember us uh-huh. talking about this. As TJ bites his tongue, I know he knows the answer. Would you like a multiple choice option, LD? No, uh, no I'm, I'm YYZ. YYZ is correct. Yeah. It is actually the Morse code call sign for the Toronto International Airport, netting you four points. Yes, I remember Mr. talking about this. TJ2. John Williams is a prolific film composer. He actually has an Oscar attached to his name for adapting a Broadway musical. What musical did Williams adapt? Again, you have a multiple choice option. I don't know. If you choose. <laughs> The brakes, the brakes have failed. The, <laughs> the, I've thrown the steering wheel out the window. I'm swerving between ditches. The engine's on fire. I'm headed to a tag team goat roping. Everything is just horrendous. I have no clue. Let me give you the multiple choice options. At least you have a one in four chance. Was it West Side Story? Mm, based on my based on my batting average so far, I don't actually. But go ahead. Was it West Side Story? South Pacific, Fiddler on the Roof. Or Les Miserables. Yeah, that last thing. <laughs> the correct answer would have been Fiddler on the Roof. Williams did net an Oscar for Best Adapted Broadway Musical. And we've actually talked about Zero Mostel in the current series for Steven Sondheim, who was one of the original fiddlers. It's like we planned it this way. <laughs> this next question is less about Rush and more about how well you know your husband. Oh, Can no. you tell me the name <laughs> of the first Rush album that Will the Thrill purchased on his own? Uh-huh. Again, you have a multiple choice option at your disposal. I think I know this one. Um, well, you guys like talk. <laughs> Me and Will don't talk. <laughs> uh, okay, give me, okay. Give, give, give me a multiple choice. Here are your options for the first Rush album Will the Thrill purchased on his own. Okay. Was it Roll the Bones, Power Windows, Counterparts, or Test for Echo? I say Counterparts. TJ, would you agree with that answer? Uh, repeat, repeat them, please, sir. The options are Roll the Bones, Power Windows, Counterparts, or Test for Echo. I don't think I would. <laughs> and which would you select, Mr. TJ? Well, see, I thought your the first album you bought with your own money was 5150 by Van Halen, but I would say probably uh, Counterparts. That's the what I said. The correct answer is Test for Echo, released uh, in 1996. Uh, to close I'm out doing this so badly, I'm not even fest. paying attention at this point. <laughs> DJ, they say it's an honor just to be nominated. The following performers have all been nominated for multiple Tony Awards. As of the 2022 Tony Awards, which of these outstanding women has the most nominations for female performance? You have a multiple choice option that you can use. Uh, let Jack me see. Has the most nominations for female performance. Most nominations for female performance. Uh, I guess multiple choice. Okay. 
Here are your options. Because that's gone so well for me so far. I, uh, yeah, and if he doesn't get it right, can I answer it? <laughs> I will give you that chance, LD, for no points. Okay. Your options, TJR. Patty Lapone, Angela Lansbury, Julie Andrews, or Cheetah Rivera? Uh, Julie Andrews. Can I answer? Sounds good. LD, what is your choice? Actually, technically, it's a tie for 10 nominations between Julie Harris and Cheetah Rivera. In this case, you would be correct. Cheetah Rivera does have that number for nominations. Surprisingly, Julie Andrews has had three nominations and zero wins. That is, is some bullshit. So close to an EGOT. And I will tell you another fun fact. Fun fact. The late Angela Lansbury fun fact. had a perfect batting average of four nominations and four wins. Thank you, Angela Lansbury. Which wow. brings that absolutely horrific round to a close. <laughs> Let's provide a scoring update on okay. music. Thank God. And it's it's a staggering zero to zero. <laughs> TJ, you are holding at two points. Because LD was able to answer two questions without assistance, she is at a whopping 11 points. Yeah. This next one should... If that, had, that, had, that, had that round been a boxing match, they would have stopped it. <laughs> They would have called the fight. If this were a football game. Throw in the damn towel! (laughs) This next one is designed to get you back on track, and that's why we call it You're on the Right Track. I will give each of you the three names of tracks from an album that you should know. You will receive one point for naming the correct artist and a second point for naming the album. Okay. Let's jump in. LD, since you are reigning champion, you will get first dibs. Okay. Here are gonna your... this, it's gonna, this is going to be some Polka's Greatest Hits album or something. <laughs> I will say that these were all selected based on your <laughs> musical taste. Oh, even Sully's upset. <laughs> just, she, she, she weeps. She weeps for, my, for the beating I'm taking. <laughs> and again, you have a possibility of two okay. points per question. LD, okay. here yes. we go. Here are your tracks. Uh-huh. You learn. Hand over feet. I already got it. Right for it you. Is, it is Alanis Morissette's, but it's Alanis Morissette, but it's not Jagged Little Pill. I just got to screw it. Jagged Little Pill. You are correct. All three yes. tracks are from Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. TJ, here are your three tracks. Why Go, Oceans, Release. Uh, I believe that is Pearl Jam 10. Another perfect scoring of two points. Well done. They are going to get more difficult. Okay. LD, here are your three tracks. Gone Hollywood. Casual Conversations. The Logical Song. It's Super Tramp Breakfast in America. For two points, you are (laughs) correct, LD. We go back to TJ. TJ, here are your tracks. Square one, turn this car around, night driver. I have no idea. Would you like to guess? Again, this was selected <laughs> based on your musical tastes. Mm, no. <laughs> the Not really. answer would have been Highway Companion by none other than Mr. Tom Petty. Well, uh... Here we go. Moving on. LD, here are your yep. tracks. Soul Love, 
It ain't easy. Rock and roll suicide. Okay. So love. It ain't easy. Rock and roll suicide. It's David Bowie, but is it Ziggy, the, the, oh, go Ziggy Star, the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars? Correct! David Bowie with the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust, released in 1972. TJ. Wham, bam. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Here are your tracks, TJ. Where were you last night? Whorehouse. Seven Deadly Sins. Wait, did you say whorehouse? Whore. whore, As in no money. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer. You're a prick. Is the traveling no, seriously. No, no, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I want to take a second and expound on what a gigantic douche you are. <laughs> Those come to you from The Traveling Wilburys, Volume 3, released in 1990. We go back to LD. Are you okay. ready? Sure. Here are your tracks. I can't help it. She's out of my life. Working day and night. Uh, I can't help it. She's out of my life. Working day and night. It's Michael Jackson. Can you name the album? <laughs> it's not the Off the Wall. It is Michael yeah. Jackson Off the Wall, released in 1979. TJ, yeah. we return to you. Here are yeah. your tracks. Try Not to Breathe. Man on the Moon. Sweetness Follows. Ooh, I think I know this one. Uh, that would be um, R.E.M. And, and it's... Uh, uh, God, what's the name of that album, though? Um, That's where I'm stuck. Uh, Automatic for the People. Correct! A perfect answer. R.E.M. Nice. Automatic for the People. Yay, Travis. Coming back to L.D. Here we yeah, go. I'd like to Retracks. stop now. <laughs> okay. The Boy in the Bubble. Under African Skies. Crazy Love, Volume 2. I feel like you're screwing with me. <laughs> the Boy in the Bubble, Under African it's, Skies. I mean, it's it's Paul Simon, and I love him. Um, But what's what's the album? What is the album? What? I, think I, I think I even know that one. I think. You uh, have a guess, LD. No, hang on. No, Boy in the Bubble. It's not. Five seconds. I don't have the album. <laughs> Okay, no, it's Paul Simon, but I don't know the album. You will get one point for Paul Simon. TJ, what do you think it was? Was it Graceland? It is Paul Uh, Simon's Graceland. Largely considered one of the greatest musical albums of all time. Accurate. That is accurate. And I I feel like I need my my Paul Simon card revoked now. We come back to TJ. Here are your three tracks. Songbird. Never Going Back Again. And I don't want to know. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, I think. I'd, Do you have an album? album is on? Uh, <laughs> Tusk. I don't. That's not right. But we will give you one point for Fleetwood Mac. The album, also considered one of the greatest ever recorded, was Rumors. Ah, uh, that was Rumors. Uh, I, right. I should guess that again. They get harder. That one's on me. Here we go. LD, your, your three tracks. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Tell me when the whistle blows. Tower of Babel. Someone saved my life tonight. What's well, Elton John? Um, Do you have an album name? It does get harder, doesn't it? 
You better believe it. Five seconds. Captain Fantastic? It is Captain Fantastic oh and the Dirt God, Brown Cowboy. Pulled for directly okay. from my butthole. <laughs> to TJ, again, you can always lean back on great albums. TJ, here are your tracks. Out to Get Me. Think About You. Anything Goes. It's Gypsy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is riveting podcasting. <laughs> mm, I don't know. That would be Guns N' Roses. I'm going to say it's uh, for just my button. Call it a love story. But... You are <laughs> so close. LD, back to you. When is this over tracks. with? When is this one done? This is hurting my face. Here we go, LD. Okay. Your tracks are So Far Away, Beautiful, and Will You Love Me Tomorrow? Um, read, read them again. I know her. So I know Far her. Away. Beautiful. Is it Tapestries? You, you have the name of the album. Can Carol you name King. the artist? Carol King. Correct. Carol King's Tapestry, released in 1971. <laughs> TJ, we come back to you. Three tracks. Your latest trick. Why worry one world? Uh, that would be... Um, uh, uh, Star Straight. Can you name the album? I saw him in concert. Uh, I think that... Is that Brothers in Arms? It is Brothers in Arms, released in 1985. Uh, blind Squirrel answer. Finds Nut. <laughs> Here we go. LD, this one's to you. Three tracks. Okay. When I Fall, The Old Apartment, In the Drink. Bare Naked Ladies. Can you name um. the album? There's two that I'm wavering against. Waver quickly. You have five seconds. Uh, a pirate ship? We will accept that answer. It is the Bare Naked Ladies Born on a Pirate okay. Ship for two born points. Born on a Pirate Ship. Here we go. TJ, your three. Make you a believer. Cry, baby. Do what you want. I believe that is Fast Jordan's Racine. With a bullet, my friend. Nice. Two points. And we are almost wrapping up here. Two more each. LD, here are yes. your tracks. Okay. Used Cars. Jack Ray, Daniels, you Ray lied Stevens. to me again. Ray Stevens. Correct. And Cletus McHicks and his band from the Sticks. Oh my God, but what album is it? That is the question. You have the uh... artist. Five seconds. Uh, lend me your ears. I don't know. It is lend me your ears. Oh my god, by Ray Stevens. Because <laughs> okay, so like all of those songs appear on like multiple albums because he puts out a lot of like greatest albums. But lend me your ears was amazing. It was the like, man has I a million albums. I think that was like the first Ray Stevens album that I listened to, and it is a good one, TJ. Here are your three tracks. Velvet Elvis. Melanie. Stuck in the closet with Vanna White. <laughs> I'm going to say that is uh, was Mojo Nixon. <sighs> so close. It's not Mojo. Is that your answer? Uh, it's Mojo Nixon, Bodacious. Final answer. Yeah, that's it. 
It is Yankovic. Even worse. Okay. I don't care. All right. <laughs> Last one of the round. We'll actually start with TJ and close with LD. TJ, here are your three tracks. Fire in the hole. From afar. Without you. Uh, unless this is worth 20 points, it doesn't matter. So, um, uh, what are they again? Without you and from afar, fire in the hole. Uh, Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood. It is actually one of the most reviled albums we've discussed on this show. Van, Van Halen, Halen 3. 3. Which brings us to our closing one. LD, your three tracks are Do You Remember? Heat on the Street? I Wish It Would Rain Now. Wait, repeat that. Do you I remember? I Wish It Would Rain Now. Heat on the Street. What? This is, I, know, I don't, I, know I don't know. One. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I will give TJ the opportunity to steal. The tracks are. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Remember, Heat on the street, and I wish it would rain now. That would be, uh, I believe that would be, but seriously, by Phil Collins. For two <laughs> points, it is Phil Collins, but seriously. Okay. Yeah, yeah, suck it up, LD. <laughs> I, I don't I don't care. I'm proud to lose that one. <laughs> we are tallying up the points momentarily. I could save you some time on that there, Wink. <laughs> okay, after three rounds, here are our standings. TJ, you are still hanging on with some <laughs> points. <laughs> However, you are being eclipsed by your sister with a whopping 28 points. <laughs> the next category is reeling in the years. You have the option to select a decade anywhere from the 1960s through the 2010s. When you select a decade, I will present you each with one basic knowledge question from that decade. It is worth one point. Please know that once a decade is selected, you cannot select it again. Since okay. you are trailing, TJ, provide us with a decade. Would you like the 60s, the 70s, the 80s? The 90s, the noughties, or the 2010s? Uh, I'll say uh, 8 pit for 800. <laughs> Would that be the 1980s? Uh, 1990s, that'll be fine. 1980s, okay. We'll start with you, TJ. The 1980s saw a number of losses of great musical, musical artists. In fact, in the first year of 1980 alone, there were two notable passings. Can you name one? <gasps> uh, I'll say John Lennon. Yep. John Lennon did pass away in 1980, giving you one point. Well done, TJ. We go to LD. LD, your 1980s question is this. In 1983, what rock band appeared on MTV for the first time without makeup? Kiss. Correct! It would be Kiss. <laughs> All right. LD, your chance to pick a decade. Remember the 1980s. 1960s. We will go with the 1960s. TJ, I'm sorry, LD, mm -hmm. here is your question. Sam Cooke was one of the first Black artists to start his own record label in 1961. What was the name of Sam's record label? Mm, S.A.R.? 
It was SAR Records. Well mm. done. And that's only because I did the series on Sam Cooke. <laughs> Lucky for TJ, this one is about an individual he also did a series on. In 1965, a then-struggling Tammy Wynette made a breakthrough on the Country Boy Eddie show. At that point, she was not earning her living as a musical artist. What was her profession at that time, TJ? You got this, TJ. She was a beautician. I will accept beautician. Yeah. Or beautician. All right. TJ, since the 80s and the 60s are off the table, give us a decade. Uh, the 1970s, Bob. The 1970s, and what a decade it was. TJ, here is your question Paul and Linda McCartney composed a Bond theme that year. Can you tell me which Bond film was it for? Can I, uh, can I guess? We will let TJ try to answer. Okay. I'm try to answer. Uh, Linda McCarthy. Jeez, man, that's the song. Which movie was it from? The uh, name of the song is the same as the name of the movie. <laughs> of uh, Live and Let Die. <laughs> Live and Let Die. Thanks. I mean, you must well help me at this point. It doesn't matter. <laughs> LD, here is your question. Uh-huh. And, Unless LD, unless LD is tragically struck by lightning or something. I mean, this is pretty much subtle science. <laughs> Believe it or not, you will have a chance in the final round to make up some points. Okay. But before then, LD, the subject of Carly Simon's You Are So Vain remains a debate to this day. However, the backing vocalist does not. Can you tell me who was Carly Simon's backup singer on that track? I mean, I Mick, Mick Jagger was one of them, but is that the one you want? Because they were singers. Is that your answer? I'll go with Mick Jagger. Correct! Mick yeah. Jagger was a backup vocalist for Carly Simon. Huzzah. LD, we go to you. Pick a decade. The 80s, the 70s, and the 60s are no longer viable options. Let's go the 10s. The 2010s. You will get the first question. Okay. LD, who is the youngest person to ever win all four Grammy categories of Best New Artist, Record of the Year? Billie Eilish. Long- it was Billie Eilish. Well done. <laughs> we go over to TJ2. Travis, you might just want to skip this. Yeah. <laughs> TJ, can you tell me? Which video released in the 2010s on YouTube was the first to garner over one billion views? You got this. Uh, I believe it was Gangnam Style. It was! Good five job! Woo-tee! Yay! TJ, your selection. Pick a decade. Boop, 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 you are down boop, boop. to the 90s and the 2000s. Uh, let's go 90s. To the 90s we go. Okay. We start with TJ. The Gallagher brothers of Oasis claimed that they were bigger than the Beatles. If they were, you would be able to tell me their first names. What were the first names of the Gallagher brothers? Oh, you got this. Uh, Liam and Noel. Yep. 100% <laughs> Liam and Noel. We go to LD. Yep. LD, there was a DJ in the 90s named Norman Cook. He started off slow, but rocketed to fame by the late, mid to late 90s. However, he would not be known by the name Norman Cook. Fat Boy Slim. Fat Boy Slim is correct. And you just had a perfect round. Each of you has earned five points. We go to the standings before our final round. 
You got this, team. You, you can do this. I'm proud of you. You have a total of 18 points. LD, you're in the lead with 33 points. <sighs> once you hear the final category, you will quickly see how TJ, you can make up that ground. <laughs> so, the, so basically at this point, this is this is uh this is Buffalo Dallas Super Bowl circa 95. <laughs> I don't understand I, that reference. Just, all I can do is hope Leah. All I hope is that uh, Leon Lett uh, celebrates before he scores a touchdown, holds the ball out. Here we go into the final round. Do you siblings, dance, T? <laughs> siblings tend to argue quite a bit. However, I've noticed that there's one thing that you two agree on unanimously, and that is 1985's Live Aid was the greatest concert of all time. At that show, there were over 75 musical acts between the stages in London and Philadelphia. In this, our final round, the task before you is to name as many acts as you can from Live Aid. Here's how the game will work. TJ, since you are trailing, you will have the option to start or defer. You will name or give LD the option to name one musical act from Live Aid. It will then pass to the next person until one of two things happens. You name every act at Live Aid. If you did that, there is an uneven number and one of you will be the victor. If you name an act that has already been said or cannot come up with one, you will be eliminated. Take a moment. And I don't like that. Do you understand the rules? Uh, indeed, I do. Each correct answer is worth one point. Again, you cannot repeat the name of an act. And if you cannot come up with one in a reasonable amount of time, you will be eliminated. TJ2, okay. since you are trailing, you will have the option to start or defer. I'll start. Very well. Let's see how many names we can name from 1985's Live Aid. Begin. Queen. Oh, right you... for one point. LD to you. I just hate you so, so, so much. Um, That's the only enjoyment I'm going to get out of this entire episode. <laughs> okay. Snaking I'm... your favorite band ever. Okay, you know what? Phil Collins. He was an act at Live Aid. Now, although he performed twice, he cannot be named again. TJ, back to you. Uh, um, there was a regrettable, fairly wretched set by a reunited Led Zeppelin. We will allow it. Phil Collins was the drummer, but you have named the act. That is good. LD, to you. Um, the Beach Boys. Double checking your answer. Correct. The Beach Boys. TJ, to you. Paul and out. Correct! LD, to you. What, what did TJ just say? Hall and Oates. Okay, um, Adam Ant. Correct! TJ, back to you. Um, I believe it featured an appearance by... That just left my head. Who was it? Rod Stewart. Is that your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like perhaps I should walk that back. <laughs> Would you like to stick with Rod Stewart? Oh, uh, no, that's not my final answer. I think I meant Duran Duran. Hi. You did. You would be correct. Duran Duran did perform at Live Aid. LD, over to you. Santana. Is that your final answer? Yes. Correct. Yeah. DJ, back to you. 
Um, I believe it's featured an appearance by the uh, Boomtown Rats. Technically, technically it didn't. It just had Bob Geldof, right? I cannot answer that question as it may determine a future answer, but I can tell you the Boomtown Rats are, in fact, on the list. Fine, I'm going to go Ultra Vox. Correct! Ultra Vox is correct. (laughs) TJ, back to you. Uh, let's see. They're playing over in the uh, Elton John. Sir Elton John is correct. LD, back to you. Uh, Ozzy? As in Ozzy Osbourne? Yes. Double checking your answer. I mean, it was Black Sabbath, but it had Ozzy in it. Which would you like to go with? I'll go with Black Sabbath. And you would be correct. Black Sabbath did perform at Live Aid. Moving on to TJ. Um, you know, they were playing in the, uh, over at Wembley, so I think they uh, probably had some local favorites, including someone like perhaps Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard, double-checking your answer, is correct. Ah, nice job. Back to you, LD. Spendo Ballet. Correct! Spendo Ballet was also there. Back to TJ. Uh, I'm going to say that they actually had uh, intermittent performances, so I think this should count by Monty Python. Monty Python. We will give that to you. Monty Python was technically one of the performers at Live Aid. We will allow it. Andy, back to you. <laughs> um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Correct. EJ. Okay, I'll, I'll lock you for a second, there. Yeah, we're here. Okay, I'm sorry. Who, uh, who did you? Uh, 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 LD named Crosby, seconds. Stills, and Nash. Crosby, we are Stills, now and off Nash. The okay. board. So they're off the board. Um, Stang. Correct. LD. John Baez. Correct. LTJ, back to you. Uh, Can you repeat your answer, please? Bob Dylan. Correct. LD, back to you. Status quo. Correct. Back to TJ. This is a nail biter. Um, let's see. God, who's left? Um, a lot of people. You have lot, well, yes, uh, twenty between about the two of you. more artists actually. Yeah. Um, autograph. We are looking up autograph. Final answer. Yeah, why not? I don't care. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, TJ. Autograph was not present at Live Aid. Well, they should. <laughs> Other you don't know answers. that they didn't buy tickets. <laughs> Would include the Coldstream <laughs> hey, Guards. Hey, 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 no, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Because we just had a question about him at Supernatural Trivia. I have to bring up the fact that Rick Springfield was there. Rick Springfield was at Live Aid and would have been an acceptable answer. So the final scores are, TJ, you have finished with 28 points. But LD is the clear victor with a total of 43 points. Outstanding. Well done. And congratulations on thoroughly slapping those nuts. Oh, thank I'm Don LaCouloir saying good night. I'm really sad that, that Will the Thrill missed this episode. I feel like you would have done a good job. Yeah, I'd much rather have him in that break. Seriously. <laughs> hey, Travis, why don't we give you some Broadway questions? Yeah, that's going to go great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, no, I just have like 
really weird memory retention for Live Aid because I have the DVD of it that I bought years and years and years ago. And yeah, we'll I just, just hope that guy gets eaten by a bear. <laughs> I mean, he can... That would, actually, that would hit my ears just fine. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I guess I'll take a victory lap. Uh, and by victory lap, I mean, I'll do the laundry. So um, I guess we'll be back next week with uh, Stephen Sondheim part four, hoping to wrap up that series in the next two episodes. And then uh, what's what's on the drawing board next there, TJ2? What's Who's coming up after that? Because we're starting season four of the podcast once uh, Stephen Sondheim is done. Yeah, I think we'll be doing on one, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a series on Bob Gallagher or whatever the guy we just killed's name was. I think his Don, his Don was, out in the yeah, hallway. Yeah, we'll do one on him. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, find no, no he's not. He's, no, he's dead. He's, yeah, no, he's dead. We, okay. we have to have that. I've already had that taken care of. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you, uh, but, you, but after, you you do have uh, 80 acres of land. I tribute to, uh, to his passion. <laughs> yep, exactly. I do. And a shovel. Um, we'll actually then be moving on to a, a series on Mr. Waylon Jennings. Awesome. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, that's what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I think Travis uh, hates life. So, there's that. But uh, if you think we're doing a really good job and you would like to uh, throw some cash to us, you can do that at patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven. I mean, you can or cannot check out Twitter. We don't really care uh, because it's a desert wasteland over there. And uh, I think we're coming up on our year anniversary of not posting over there because I forgot the password. And the email that it's attached to. So, uh, but we are having fun on Instagram, and you can check that out at Rock and Roll Heaven LT. Our Facebook is Rock and Roll Heaven Pod. Still not saying our website. You can also check out our TikTok at Rock and Roll Heaven Pod, where I throw out fun facts about everything. Uh, and we would love more followers over there because if we uh, get up to a thousand followers, we can go live. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and you can also email us if you'd like to chat with us at rockandrollheavenlt at gmail.com. And please make sure to check out all the other awesome Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com. Hey, hey, hey LD, LD. Yeah, yeah. If today is an example of what going live is like, I'm going to encourage no one to follow us. <laughs> <laughs> Un- I, you can just I would like... unfollow us. I'd consider it a personal favor. I would like people to follow us because clearly I am superior. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, uh, would I think you, you know, I think you were poking that guy. I, you think I'm poking him as in like, I think you, I think y'all are poking. I do. You think, oh, you think that we have some sort of adult relationship? I think you got a thing going. Yeah. I think you um, got answers already. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, the, the questions seem grooved to you, or you knew some of them a little too easily. Yeah. I think, I think some, some chicanery was going on and poking. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll just have to find out in, uh, you know, the next episode whether or not that's happening. Um, also, guys, uh, just a heads up, we are still doing Rockin' Pod. Uh, that's going to be happening in March uh, up in Tennessee, up in Nashville. So if you're uh, in the Nashville area or you feel like you love us so much that you want to get on a plane and go to Rock and Pod, uh, we're fine with that. Uh, I will be posting the information uh, in the show notes of this episode and also on our Facebook page. Uh, so if you guys are interested, you'll be able to. I think there are still tickets available, although they are in short supply. So make sure to head over there and grab tickets there. But uh, other than that, TJ, do you have anything that you'd like to say to the audience? Be nice. Be nice. Yeah, suck it, 
Bobo. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. We'll check you out on the next episode. We love you all and have a great weekend.